0: hey everyone and welcome back to the above board podcast today's conversation is an exciting one for me because i've actually watched several clients and friends of mine start up their own amazon business over the last few years and in most cases it's been a side hustle but i have approximately ten thousand questions that i've been wanting to ask an expert about how all this works and today is that opportunity Our guest, Leslie Hensel, is the co-founder of Riverbend Consulting and author of the book, The Amazon Incubator, Grow Your Business or Hatch a New One. Leslie, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here.
0: I Honestly, I have so many questions, like I said, but let's maybe back up before I do that and give me... Give me like a brief origin story. I know you've been doing this since 2010. So how did you get started selling on Amazon?
1: So before that, I was an old school business and marketing consultant and you know, worked for agencies, worked for accounting firms. And at the end, then I'd gone out on my own, was doing that mm-hmm. as a consultant working from home, mm-hmm. had a couple of boys and one of them uh, was diagnosed with autism and a bunch of learning disabilities. And he was really struggling in school and we couldn't figure it out. So we decided we're going to homeschool this kid and it'll be awesome. And we'll do tons of therapy and that'll really help him. Uh, well, that seems like a really awesome idea until you figure out you can't do that and work the job that you've had for some time. And so I started looking around and discovered selling on Amazon. So I started, uh, my husband would go to work. I would do the homeschooling and the therapy. He would come home and I would source product. And then on the weekends, as a family, we would pack up all of our inventory and ship it to Amazon FBA, where they fulfill orders for you. So that is how I learned how to sell on Amazon. And then after a few years... Uh, That kiddo went back to school, which was very exciting. And I was trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do now? And I had started meeting a lot of sellers who had problems on Amazon, challenges uh, with communicating with Amazon. Amazon has an enforcement arm and sometimes you have to deal with them. And so I started applying those same old school business consulting tactics uh, to Amazon sales. So now I've had a consulting business for six and a half years uh, with my partner, Joe Zalta, and we started out because he was referred to me as a client and I got his Amazon account reinstated. So now we have almost a hundred employees, some of them ex-Amazon employees and help solve problems with Amazon every day.
0: Well, and I know we'll get into this at some point, but didn't I hear that your niche has become kind of like the Amazon suspension lady?
1: Yes. In fact, <laughs> I my uh, I will go to a trade show where there's a bunch of sellers and yeah. I'll someone will say, are you the suspension lady? I'm like, I That's guess something. so. Yeah, that guy over there told me, go talk to the suspension lady and pointed to you. So sometimes Amazon will suspend seller accounts or suspend yeah. certain items from the platform And you have to appeal to get those back up. So that's me, the suspension lady.
0: Well, that's a testament to how, obviously, how long you've been in the business and working with Amazon and being able to coach people. Like when you can niche down that deep and learn the nuances of something like that, you can only do that by working on, like in real time, working on this stuff. So it's great that you get to coach people on how to navigate all this stuff. But you did this yourself as well. And I'm kind of curious... Going back to 2010, if you don't mind sharing just, I guess I'm curious, like what were you, just you specifically, and then I'm going to ask what could people be thinking about, but what were you selling items on there that like you were flipping, did you kind of discover you've used this term inventory arbitrage before, is that what you were essentially doing when you started?
1: Yes. And especially back in 2010, Amazon was still the wild west. You could throw almost anything up there, it would sell. But I did, I started out doing retail arbitrage. So I, and I will still occasionally do that now if I see something juicy enough. And I have a lot of clients who do real ar- retail arbitrage as well. So you go right. to retail stores near you, uh, you find something that's a great deal. You compare the pricing to the pricing and availability and how many offers are on Amazon. And if it's something you think you can get a good spread, you flip it. And it's amazing that you can still make money that way. You do have to be careful. Sometimes things that are left on the shelf aren't in good condition. It's gotta be new and pretty. Like you would give it to your mom as a present, right? It's gotta be really Mm -hmm. pretty in -hmm. perfect shape. And it's, and I really counsel people to stay away from luxury brands, uh, stay away from brands that might not like people flipping their goods so. You know, if it's a coach purse, don't go there. Uh, If it's got a Disney character on it, eh, maybe not. But there's still a lot of things that's safe to flip.
0: Well, I guess because people aren't going to Amazon for those items. If it's a coach purse, they're going to directly to coach or Nordstrom or something like that. And because I'm almost, I'm speaking on behalf of like how I use Amazon, you know, like I, I don't think of those high ticket items when I think of Amazon either. So what would you say to, cause I definitely get, especially like back in 2010, it was the wild west, as you said, where there was, it was lawless and you could do a lot of things, but someone listening to this now mm-hmm. in 2024, and they might have a sense of skepticism. Well, that's great. Like that worked 10 to 15 years ago, but things are different now. It's saturated. People know about it. What would you say to someone that said that to you? What would your reply be?
1: So people do know about it, but yeah. a lot of people uh, don't sell on the platform anymore for whatever reason. They've cycled out just like you change jobs. Yeah. Also, there is always going to be opportunity for arbitrage because there are always going to be products that you find a great deal. Uh, I know people who make millions of dollars a year in revenue flipping products. They actually have teams Easy. of people who go out to stores and they have a watch list. So they'll say at Walmart, we know there are these seven deals. Everyone go to your Walmart and find those seven deals and they go get them. It's crazy term. It is a hard way to run a business because it takes so much hustle and physical labor. When I used to do this, I actually started out going to book sales too, like library book sales, buying used books. That is exhausting. I was hauling boxes you know, filling up the back of my SUV, pulling them around on a cart at a book sale. That's, it's physically exhausting. So over time, a lot of people, they start the business with retail arbitrage to get some money in the bank. And then they transition into wholesale distributor relationships, or my very favorite, they find businesses where they live that don't sell their goods online. So, you know, you go to the chamber of commerce meeting, you go to the business park that's nearby and you find these guys who sell great products in your community, but they don't want to learn how to sell online. That's not their gig. And you essentially become the marketer of their products. You buy it at their cheapest wholesale rate. You negotiate to let them give, uh, give returns. So in other words, if it doesn't fly on Amazon, you can give it back and get your money back, right? A lot of great businesses have been launched this way and you are a hero in your community.
0: That's so cool to think about it that way. And I guess, you know, I do financial planning. And so I always tell people like, we have to crawl before we can walk and walk before we can run. So in this analogy, I mean, you're not going to go likely if you're starting this as a side hustle, let's say you're not going to go straight to wholesaling and buying like 5,000 units of some product you're going to start doing it the way that you suggest it, which is funny because I had a client of mine now still that I work with. There was a time in his life where it was like in the 2005 to 10 ish time frame where he was doing the same thing you were doing with the book sales. Like mm-hmm. he, he was buying books, pennies on the dollar, and then flipping them and making 30 to 50 K a year in books. And it, what I learned about this, through him and now other clients that I see do this like inventory arbitrage. It's almost like a fun passion too. like, it's fun to to find a deal and then find that, Hey, I can resell it somewhere else. And I think that's a really cool way to get started. You talk a lot in your book about uh, a blueprint for success for this type of thing. Now, obviously, like we want our listeners to go and grab a copy of your book, so we don't want to give it all away, but can you shed a little bit of light on what that means, or is it kind of in line with what we were just talking about?
1: Absolutely, and you're right. It is like a treasure hunt for people uh, when you're flipping, but it's also like a treasure hunt when you are uh, trying to develop your own private label product or you're doing the wholesale gig all of that can kind of feel like a treasure hunt and i just wanted to reiterate that point cuz if there's anyone listening that you kind you're like a bargain hunter you really enjoy that it is a rush to do that on amazon it's really fun i enjoy that so just saying yeah. so yes the book uh the amazon incubator the reason i wrote it is cuz if you go out on google or youtube and you uh put in the search terms how do i sell on amazon you're going to find a whole lot of very expensive options pop up in front of you. So pay $5,000 for my course and you're going to be a millionaire and you're going to have the Lamborghini. Yeah. You're going to have a Lamborghini in your driveway and you're going to only work from the beach and it's going to be so awesome. And so there's a lot of this kind of scammy stuff out there and I would rather people have an, op. okay, let me back up and say, there are some really great coaches. There are great mastermind groups and all that, but there's a lot of this get rich quick mentality, which you don't want a coach who has that mentality. I wanted a cheap option for people, 25 bucks and buy a book. And I can find out if this is for me instead of a $5,000 class. But also I lay it out very basic step-by-step. So if you've never owned a business at all, We start all the way back at, you got to get your LLC, set up your business bank account, uh, you know, the documents that you need so that you can register your business on Amazon. Goal setting, which is your goals, not a Lamborghini. You might want a Lamborghini, but most people, their goals are, I want to retire a year earlier. I want to pay for a great vacation. My kid's going to college. How are we going to pay for it? I want to get rid of debt. That's a big one, you know, setting your own goals and then deciding how you're going to sell on Amazon to meet those goals and your lifestyle, Uh, because some choices are more time consuming than others. And some choices have more opportunity to make the big money than others, but it's related to the time and the investment. So I walk you through each of the choices so you can pick what's going to work for you and like you said, it's kind of baby steps. I think it's great to start with a wholesale model, for example, and make those $500 minimum buys and learn how to list the products on Amazon and then get to where you're selling your neighbor's product, who's you know a manufacturer, whatever it might be. And then the ultimate goal for a lot of sellers is to develop their own private label product for Amazon and develop multiple streams of income that way.
0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to our show. Are you looking for shorter daily episodes of Above Board delivered straight to your Amazon Alexa? Join Canterpath 365 and get our daily brief with market updates, financial news, and mini podcast snippets like from today. Sign up now at canterpath365.com and we'll see you there. Such a smart idea. The whole, like selling your neighbors, like when you were sharing before about going to the local chamber of commerce and seeing like some, there's something in your community, like likely in every community, there's someone there that has a business that's just not online still as crazy as that sounds. And that is, that's such a smart idea. And I will agree with you, not that I've like specifically Google searched this, but Uh, You know, like on Instagram, your reels and stuff, when you're just kind of mindlessly scrolling, over time that kind of curates to what you're consuming a lot, of course. The algorithms sort of change and adjust. And so there's been, a lot of my content is about this. And I can't tell you how many people I see that, I agree with you. I mean, it's like they're offering the world to like, oh, you know, start an online business and buy a Lamborghini and you can have a house and they're like behind a private, you know, there's a private jet behind them and they're like, check it out. It's like all right that's i get they're trying to entice you but as a as not that i'm like a skeptical person but when i see that it just doesn't feel even tangible enough to be like i scroll through past it it's enough to catch my attention but i'm like "Ah, i'm not gonna i wouldn't invest in that course or what have you i think that's what's been so interesting about my conversation prior to this podcast with you and now currently is there's a different level of authenticity you live this you've done this And I love the origin story, by the way, of what kind of led you to doing this with your family. But now as a result of that, you're coaching this and teaching people and you're offering them like a practical $25 book to be able to learn more about it, as opposed to a $5,000 course. So I completely agree with you. And it's similar to my industry, you know, there's financial advisors and planners are a dime a dozen, like you can search that in the area, you can search online, And you'll find a thousand different ways to, you know, become a multimillionaire and do all these things. And it's, you know, I always tell people like, it's there's this transference of trust that needs to happen. Like you need to know and trust that person to be able to to buy into something. And just in my conversations with you, I already feel that. And that's why I was excited to have you on the show because it's like this stuff is interesting. It's enticing. A lot of people are in today's economy looking to have some type of side hustle. And what I like most about it is it can be something that you enjoy and and find fun. Like I have a family member, for example, and this is, I love this, but this is like a fun niche for her. She loves finding dachshund related items, like the dog. And that's the merchandise that wherever it is, you know, like Aldi or TJ Maxx or like wherever and finding those things and then selling those, reselling those on Amazon. It's just so it's fun for her. Like it's a, like you said, like there's that like the joy and like hunting and finding that and then reselling it for more. It's, it's pretty cool. I want to go back to how does somebody, so someone's listening to this and like, wow, this is great. I'm going to start this as a side hustle Uh, and some of this blueprint, I just want to unpack it, just go a little bit further because this is stuff we talk to clients all the time about, if you're going to set up a business, you know, make sure you've got a business checking account and a savings account. You're keeping that life separate you know, between your personal and your business account, you know, account for taxes and all that type of stuff and creating the LLC, how important do you feel that is on the front end to get those things set up initially? Or do you feel like it's, Hey, just kind of get the ball rolling and see how you do. And then set this up later. Like, where does that fall in the scheme of a priority of advice for you?
1: So I have a different perspective, excuse me, than a lot of people who coach this kind of stuff, because I work with people who get who are in trouble on Amazon Christ. and people who are in bad places with their businesses on Amazon. So part of the goal of the strategy is to help future sellers not have the same problems. You definitely need to set up an LLC. And then there's also some that you don't have to get at the beginning of selling, but once you have some reasonable volume, You have to get some insurance. It's very inexpensive insurance uh, for Amazon sellers
0: type policy. Um, policy.
1: So it's product liability related policies. And it's very inexpensive and you can get it from a lot of places. Now it used to be hard to find. So that's really important. You have to have the separate bank account, business bank account, because Amazon requires that for you to even sell now. They don't like this commingled funds thing. They want to see a separate bank account, credit card as well. That's issued with your bank account usually or a debit card that works fine too. So yes, these are critically important, but even more important than those. And you're going to like this. This is right up your alley is setting up your books. Day one, have some kind of accounting software or even a spreadsheet. I don't care what you use. You've gotta write down all of your expenses, starting with registering your LLC. Every expense needs to be on there, and I will tell you why, and I know everyone's like, oh, I have to do accounting, I don't wanna do this after all. First of all, if you're successful, you're gonna hire an accountant who's gonna do your books for you. You're just gonna record the expenses and they're gonna handle it at the end of the year. But secondly, we don't want you working for free. And your time is valuable, every human being's time Is valuable and whether you want a side hustle or you want to turn this into a full-time business you have to value your time and make sure you're actually making money and I have known too many sellers who focus only on top line numbers they're only looking at sales they're looking at that revenue figure and they don't figure in their expenses and at the end of the year or in March They finally do their books because they have to do their books to pay their taxes and they find out they didn't make any money. And that's heartbreaking to know that you've worked really hard and not made money. So if you're, if you have your books that you're balancing every month, that you're closing every month, then you're going to see, okay, it's okay that I'm in the red right now because I just invested in all this inventory and it's going to sell over the next three months but I need to be really careful how much I invest in the next month. You know, you're, you are at least have a sense of how you're doing so you don't have any surprises. Also, there's some great tax write-offs that people miss. Uh, like you should track your mileage. And for sellers, that is like the number one expense that they fail to track is mileage. And there's some really cool apps now that if you're on a business run, you just turn it on and it records the miles as you drive around and you turn it off. Super cool, that's really important because if you're sourcing inventory, you're going to meet with wholesalers, you're doing retail arbitrage, you're doing, there's still book sales, uh, whatever you're doing, that's a huge expense, especially with fuel being higher. So you don't wanna miss out on these things that are are deductions for you and make you actually make a profit at the end of the year.
0: I have so many things to say, all of which, I mean, I agree with everything you've said, what I find really interesting is so I live in the land of, okay, you know, we got to prove stuff to the IRS if we're, you know, when, when you're doing your taxes. And we want to make our life easier, you know, the person doing this, the side hustle of the business. So we want to be able to, you know, keep a, a separation of church and state of your business and your personal stuff. So from day one, start tracking it. And I totally agree with you. It could be a Google Sheets, an Excel. Uh, you know, download the tra- put everything on one debit card or one credit card, and download those transact. Make it easy for you. Uh, it doesn't have to be this complicated. Not that QuickBooks is complicated, but it actually can be confusing when you first set up a chart of accounts and stuff in QuickBooks. It doesn't have to be that complicated to start. Just do some kind of tracking mechanism. But what's really interesting to me is because I look at that from the point of the IRS and what we need to prove to them and show to them for tax purposes. But there's a whole other side to this story, which is amazon's requiring you to have a you know a checking account and a credit card and have that insurance and so you don't even i did not even realize those types of things so it makes it that much more important to set all this up and you're totally right like if someone's going to set this up as they're just doing this as a passion as a side hustle there's no reason still not to take advantage of business expenses and mileage is one of the most missed expenses that i think people just forget about because And I can see this world, like the family member, for example, or the client who was doing books for a long time when he would sell those. It was sort of just this like fun project he would do on weekends. He'd go to like flea markets and go to libraries and stuff. And I don't think for him it was really, those lines are blurred between, is this personal? This is kind of fun. I'm like doing this for fun. Or is this business? Absolutely could be. Like you can write those things off. I think that's just so... Important for people to know, and by the way, I, and I'm sure you go into the LLC more in the book, but usually I did a presentation yesterday to a group of local realtors, and there was like thirty of them in the room, and many of them have their LLC set up, and so I did a show of hands who has one, the other half of the room didn't, and the conversation I had after the presentation was like just the in- intimidation factor. Of setting up an LLC. Like they, it feels, or you just, when you hear that, you're like, that's going to be this very overly complicated thing. That's going to cost me thousands and thousands of dollars for an attorney to do. And in most cases it's actually not to oversimplify and I'm not going to say it on this podcast, but it's actually not as complicated as meets the eye. Do you agree with that?
1: yes and there are lots of services and yes you're paying somewhat of a premium if you don't do it yourself but you can have a service that registers it for you and then even reminds you to do your annual reporting every year if you're a very busy person who has multiple jobs like me you know you've got a family you got a business you write a book you do your side hustle uh is it worth 125 bucks or whatever to have them manage that every year absolutely also I loved your cheating version of how to track expenses. I think of it as cheating. It's what I do y'all so I buy all my inventory on my business debit card. Yeah. That's really all there is to it. And then yeah. my accountant has the login to that bank account and she yep. just downloads all the transactions at the end of the year and does my books. And I know exactly, I've been doing this so long. I kind of know in my sleep, uh, what all of my expenses are and what, what my sell through is. And so I do a quick back of the napkin every month to make sure I'm okay. But as far as like the formal set of books for my taxes, she can just download those transactions. It's magical. Yeah. It takes all the work off of me. And it almost seems like cheating because I'm not filling out a spreadsheet. I'm not doing QuickBooks. I'm not doing any of that. I just let the magical Fran do it for me. It's, all.
0: it's so true though, because I mean, <laughs> I made this joke to somebody recently and it's I don't know. Like when a box comes to my house from Amazon, I don't remember what I even ordered until I open it up half the time. And so for me to go back in my expenses and go, six months ago, was that Amazon purchase, like, was that vitamins for my kids or was that paper supplies for my office? I don't even remember what I ordered a couple of days ago on Amazon, let alone six months ago. And so. (laughs) The commingling of those expenses, I mean it's just such an easy rule for people to say, put it on a separate card or a separate, you know, checking account and let that let that just work for you. And I read this article that said, and I don't even know if this is it feels like it might even be underestimating it, but it says like those first few years when you start a business, the average business owner spends like eight to twelve hours at the end of the year or in March trying to reconcile everything from the prior year because you don't No, and you've made it commingled and you made it difficult on yourself. It's like, that's an entire day's worth of productivity that like you could be applying to this side hustle. You could be going out and finding inventory arbitrage and doing those things. And so, you know, that's something that I, we always preach is just the level of organization on the front end saves you, pays you dividends later on. It's so, so important. So Leslie, as we're wrapping up, what's something that Maybe you want to leave, we talked through so much in just this half hour, but what's something you'd want to leave the listeners of our podcast with? Maybe something they don't know about Amazon or selling on Amazon or just like a fun tidbit or fact.
1: So I believe that Amazon has probably created more millionaires than any other single opportunity in history. And I know a lot of them. So here's a fun fact. I know a lot of people who work side hustles and they are literally just trying to make two or $3,000 a month. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know people who developed brands that they thought were going to be two or $3,000 a month. And now they are selling a million dollars or more a month. And they really are living that lifestyle where they travel. They can work from anywhere. They have virtual assistants who help run the business. It's an enviable lifestyle. It really is. And then my largest client that I've ever worked with sells more than $1 billion a year on Amazon alone. They sell on other places as well, uh, but they sell well over a billion dollars. So the reason I say that is it's one of those wonderful opportunities where what you put in is what you get out. It's not about luck. And it's not about magic and it's not about knowing the right people you don't need to know anybody you can you might go out and meet people to find great inventory opportunities you might join a networking group or a mastermind because you can learn from those friends Uh, And those are all great, but I'm just saying, you don't need to know someone to break in this business. You don't need to have past experience because Amazon is so new. It's not like being an accountant. There have been accountants since the beginning of time. There have been doctors since, you know, since people figured out to try and be a medicine man. There, There are all of these professions that have lived a long time. Amazon is still pretty new. And we're all still figuring it out together and figuring out e-commerce together. So I just like to encourage people that it doesn't really matter what your dream is. Uh, You might be able to find a way to fulfill it on Amazon and you don't have to be like anyone else. You don't have to be the brand builder. You don't have to be the side hustler. You don't have to be my billion dollar client. You can just figure out the model that works for you.
0: I love that so much because it's just for me, what that means is it's scalable to whatever you want it to be. You could add virtual assistants and have shoppers going out. You know, that, that example you said at the beginning of this where you have a client that has 20 plus people that are going out every day and doing the shopping for them. I mean, you could scale it to that, or this could stay, you know, just you doing a thing and it's fun and you're enjoying it. And I that's so cool. That's a that's an amazing way to to end the show and Leslie, this is awesome. I've learned so much. Selfishly, it's one of the reasons I really enjoy doing our show because I get to learn from experts in their field like you in this case about something that I've wanted to ask questions about for years. I think there's so much usefulness that comes from this episode for anyone looking to build an online brand or start a side hustle. And Leslie, I just want to thank you for being on our show. Before we let you go, what is the best way for listeners to find you? And let's mention the book one more time so people can go get that.
1: Great. So the book is called The Amazon Incubator. You can find it on all the online bookstores. We also have a website, theamazonincubator.com. And for a while, we're leaving up our bonuses. So if you buy the book, you get a free uh, three video course and a companion workbook. So check that out. And then also, if you want to find me, I love to talk to Uh, entrepreneurs, people who want to be entrepreneurs, small business owners who want to get their product on Amazon. I just love to answer questions. Uh, So I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just saying, if you got a question, come talk to me. You can find me, uh, Leslie Hensel. It's L-E-S-L-E-Y-H-E-N-S-E-L-L. You can find me on all the socials. I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram, all the things. So send me a message or connect, and I would just love to chat with you.
0: Love it. We'll drop all that information in the show notes too, Leslie. So, thank you again so much for being on the show. And thank you, the listeners of the Above Board podcast. We love these conversations. And if you'd like more bite sized chunks of this, head over to CanterPath365.com and set us up on your Amazon Alexa skill. Leslie, you'd be proud of us. We have an Amazon Alexa skill where we have daily, you know, 60 second sound bites of market updates or snippets of our conversation today will be on there. So, head over there, so check cool. us out, CanterPath365.com. Have a great day and we'll see everyone next week. Take care.